again because we're we're gonna take the offering now. <laughs> this is well, right. This is all going. <laughs> and um, the uh, uh, the Parkinson Harvest re outreach is really also into many hidden groups, well, unreached groups. Partners in the Harvest uh, just two weeks ago, uh, or I should say last week, I was uh, in East Turkey on the border of Iraq. That's where I was this time last week. And we um, did a, a school for Iraqi and Syrian leaders. And some of them had to sneak across the border, you know, and like... And wait at night, and, and uh, it was like a James Bond escapade. And uh, we, we just had a, a Holy Spirit time. But they're, they're moving up, they're working with the Kurdish people. And uh, we, we had a Holy Spirit time, and uh, a number of them got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they started feeling the presence of God for the first time. And they've invited us back. And I can't tell you all the plans. But uh, we're, we're going into those, those difficult areas. Three weeks ago, I was in Burma. And so was David. He was in another place. I was, I, and uh, what has happened in Burma is Burma was a military dictatorship for, for about 50 years. And it's a, Burmese are, are generally Buddhist nationalists. Uh, but a hundred years ago, there was revival among some of the ethnic groups on the edge of Burma. But, uh, but, but the Burmese Buddhists have been trying eth really genocide, ethnic cleansing. So many Buddhistic Burmese have and so the Christians, so the Christians there are desperately, desperately poor, and they're just trying to recover. From, from 50 years of, of ethnic cleansing, really. And, and the, the, the odd thing is, is that really the West has not heard much about it. You know, we think that we're up on, on some of the social areas, but we've hardly heard about the tens of thousands of Christians who have died. I was in one town, uh, and it's up in the Chin State, and uh, there was no library in this town. The, 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 the Burmese government, would, would, the way to keep the Christians down was to not let them read, not let them have a library. To keep them ignorant, without roads, without infrastructure, and then to force the Christian, especially the Christian children, to build the Buddhist monasteries. And, and then because 
because there was no education, they would offer them, if you want an education, you come to the Buddhist monastery and we'll give you an education and live with us. Så ser vi att det kan komma och bo oss i klostret och så ger det en utdanning i det buddhistiska klostret. And then of course they have to learn the Buddhist scriptures, and and forced conversions is what it is. Forced conversions. And 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 literally, friends, like hundreds of thousands of our Christian brothers and sisters have lived in the tradition for and so one of the things that Partners in Harvest is doing is we're trying to, to establish a beachhead there. And we have missionaries there actually from Denmark. And I was with them. And they're going to start a once a month river meeting in the capital, in, in the, the largest city. And, and we have a Bible school there now. And David and his wife have met those precious people. We're just trying to let you know this is what we're doing. The river is, is going to the nations. And the fish are there. And it's going to the low places, to the poor, to the downtrodden. Danielle, believe the Lord. Take a trip to Myanmar. Believe God for finances. And go and speak English to some of those kids there. Wes has a word. Just, just come up and share, brother. Yeah, I, I, I don't like taking offerings, especially when I'm a speaker. <laughs> but I was so burdened by the Lord during worship. I felt like the Lord wanted to give us an opportunity to sow into our destiny. You know that the, the, we've been talking about the place of prayer and a dwelling place for God being established. And we've been talking about the glory of God coming. Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Where's the place you'll build for me? And every time in the scripture where a call went forth to build a dwelling place for God, it was accompanied by extravagant offering to the Lord. Just turn for a moment to 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. I want to read just a couple of verses and tell you a story. Some of you are called to build the house of prayer in Norway. I don't mean necessarily, again, a specific ministry. But you've been gripped this weekend and you say, that's who I am. I'm a worshiper. I'm an intercessor. 
And the Lord has gripped you to say, I want to see a dwelling place for God in my nation. I want to see this reality called worship and prayer arise in a new way in my nation. And King David was gripped by the same vision in his day. Psalm 132 records his vision. Psalm 69 records his zeal. He says, Zeal for your house has eaten the up. I think about it all the time. I meditate it on my bed at night. I want to see a dwelling place for the glory of God in Israel. And he gave himself all his days to see a temple, a house for the Lord established in Israel. A place for his manifest presence. And the Lord all over the world right now is establishing this reality called worship and intercession. And some he is setting in their full-time ministry calling. Those who their primary calling is worship and intercession. And in, in history and scripture, wherever this message went forth, the Lord invited his people to invest financially. Not giving to a ministry, but sowing to the Lord. David says this. First Chronicles 29, verse 2. He says in verse 1, the work is great. The work is large, the work is great. And I have prepared with all my might. And this is how he defines preparing with all his might. Gold, silver, and bronze. And he says, because I have set my heart on the house of the Lord. I've given even beyond my usual offerings. I've given to the Lord to say, this is what I'm living for. He says, so I've given the national finances to it. You know, I've, I've given my tithe to it. But he says, I've also given my own special treasure to it. Again and again, David said to the Lord, How can I give that which costs me nothing? Because truly, the value of something in our hearts 
is expressed in the way that we invest our money. And what he says then to the people is, which of you want to do the same? I want you to invite you into the process of sowing into this vision, of giving of your finance not unto a specific project but unto the Lord as a, as, as a testimony that this is what I am living for and it says then now again we, we often have this who is willing to consecrate himself to the Lord and we think that's time for ministry time. David says, who's in? Who wants to see a dwelling place in Israel? And then he took up an offering. He says, your consecration to the Lord is expressed by your offering. And literally, it says they gave billions of dollars. If you calculate what was given in that offering, King David personally sold one billion dollars into it. I think it was about 80 billion dollars the people sold into and it says, then the people rejoiced because they had offered with a willing heart. Some of you in the days ahead, the Lord is going to release in a full-time way in worship and prayer. There is three kinds of missionaries I believe the Lord is setting in this hour. There are the compassion missionaries. There are the preaching missionaries. And there are the prayer missionaries. Now in the Protestant church, we've not heard much about the prayer missionaries. But they existed in the church for the first 1500 years of church history. They were called monks and monasteries. There were places of prayer all across Europe. And the spread of the gospel throughout Europe was dynamically connected to these prayers. The reason the monks preached the gospel is they were fueled by these prayer furnaces. It is as valid a form of ministry as the Air Force marries the ground troops in the military. Now, 
And the Lord is calling some of you to this calling in the days ahead. It's a small percentage of the body of Christ worldwide, but some of you go, that's who I am. Who I am. And the rest of you are going, that's not who I am, but I want to see the incense go forth in my nature. And the Lord is saying, who's willing to offer to the Lord? When I was 18 years old, the Lord called me as a Levite. So called to give me as a Levite. I had no idea what that meant. All I knew was I wanted to give my life to prayer. No one was talking about it. But I knew that I had to sow somehow into my destiny financially. And I was in a meeting and a man was preaching. I don't even know what he was preaching about. But I was in YOM and I gave all of them my money into that offer. I did not know at the time what was going on in the spirit. Because sometimes, you know, the Lord gives us seed and he gives us bread. He gives us seed to sow and bread to eat. Paul speaks about that in first, uh, 2 Corinthians 9. Beloved, if you eat your seed, you have no bread to eat. But the book of Ecclesiastes tells us something interesting. Sometimes we can throw bread into the offering. Cast your bread upon the water. And in many days it will return to you. The Lord showed me when I was in my mid-thirties. And I'd been living as a missionary for about six years. You know, as a full-time Levite. He said, Wes, you have not missed one bill. You have not missed one meal. As a missionary. With a small support team. Sometimes I didn't know when the money was coming. The Lord said, do you know why I have supplied for you in this way? He said, because when you were 18, you sowed into your And it's returning to you now. And I just felt on my heart tonight. Some of you the Lord is saying. You have been gripped this weekend. With a new seal to see a dwelling place. And I want you to sow to my heart tonight. 
as a declaration of worship and a declaration of your commitment to see a dwelling place for God established. An offering to the Lord. Not an offering to a cause. I don't want you to approach this offering tonight. On the basis of what this offering is going towards. I want you to dialogue with the Lord right now. And ask the question. Lord, what would you have me sow into my destiny? What would you have me sow into my commitment for a dwelling place of God. Because this is the truth. What you sow, you surely will reap. Whether the Lord is inviting you to sow seed or whether he's saying be radical and cast your bread tonight. It's an offering to the Lord. Where the Lord is saying, What does it mean that you've set your affection upon a place for the presence of God in your nation? Because the measure of a man's heart is reflected by how he spends his money. It's very, very practical. Are you committed to the gospel going into all the nations? Are you willing to give it to me? So that I can give it to who I will. So I can give it to them I will. So I want to just wait on the Lord just for a moment. And I think there's facilities even to give by car, right? But the Lord can take it even if it's the widow's might. The Lord will take it even if it's the widow's might. For some of you, the widow's might is as valuable as a hundred thousand kronies to some of you. For before the Lord, it comes out the same. Whether it's ten kroner or ten thousand kroner. The Lord says, this is a reflection of your commitment to me. Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. We have said this weekend. We've set our affection upon your house. God, I ask you for a dwelling place for your presence in Norway. I ask you, Father. That you would raise up a people like David in this nation. Who are so given to seeing a place of your presence. 
that they would consider everything belongs to you. I ask you that you would mark men and women all over this room today. Those who you've called to stand by day and stand by night in the place of God. And they don't even know how that could work to be a missionary in prayer. But you said, if you will sow, you will surely reap. Some of you tonight, this offering is sowing into your future. The Holy Spirit, speak to us. The Lord is giving some of you very clear numbers right now. I just want us to wait just for a minute, just in silence on the Lord. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to respond with? Come, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. us. Oh, you so blessed us richly. Oh, Lord, we sing our song. We want to see a dwelling for your glory. Lord, we offer unto you tonight. We we offer to die. to die Our lives. Our emotions. Our Our hands. Our thoughts. Our strength. Our finances. It all belongs to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Helion. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Helion. Build a dwelling place for your presence. Build a for Jesus' name. Yes, or not. Amen. Terry, just tell us how we get. Amen. The Holy Bank tell us all that open. Other than to see where I'm going to see where I'm Okay. So, okay. Amen.
Og New York transportsystem prøvde å få bussruta for andre, sånn skulle kjøre på vår gang. And our, our moms and dads said no way. Men mødrene og fedrene våre sa, hold deg, ikke ta det. So they would, you know, these, these, uh, these Irish and these Italians would put their cars sideways in the middle of the street. Så disse yrene og italienere, de satte bare bilene sine side om side midt i gata. And then, and then open, and, and open up the hood, you know. Og så åpnet de opp panseret. And, and they're pretending to fix the engine. Og nå skulle de stå fikse motoren. And, ja. and the buses would come. Og bussen kom. Oh, this, oh, this is just terrible. Oh, cars. Var forferdelig bil. You know, they're just like that. Flood in the streets here. You know, we're so sorry. Nå er det som vi klager, altså. Your bus could not get down here. Og at ikke bussen kan kjøre med klager. And, and, uh, and it's because, you know, we, they were protecting us on the streets. De beskytte oss som rundt på gatene. And, and so we, but, but I want you to picture that. Men det vil jeg at du skal se for deg. I mean, it was paradise for us. Det var paradis for oss. Living on the streets in New York City. Å leve på gaten i New York City. And then, and then, um, but summertime came. Men så var det middagstid. And my dad said, you're in for summertime. Pappa sa, du sitter ved bordet når det er middag. And we're going to eat together. Vi skal spise sammen. And, uh, and after supper, etter middag, we're going to sing hymns. Da skal vi synge hymner. Det var tilbake på 60-tallet. What, what, what is, 
What comes to our mind when we think about family today? There's all kinds of things, and I'm sure that everybody sitting here has got stories about your family, maybe marriage or a relationship that went right or wrong. Children that went right or wrong. Bar som det gick bra eller dåligt. I don't mean to. I don't. The Lord doesn't want to hurt us tonight. Okay. But He wants to speak to us. I really believe in my heart. The Father wants to speak to us. And the river wants to flow to us. Regarding the family. And, and His heart. For the centrality of the family. Yes. And and I'm standing here speaking to you to you as an imperfect father. Some of the things that I'm speaking to you are they may be almost considered idealistic. And I completely realize that. But but I'm I'm an imperfect father. As I've said things I shouldn't have said. Men jag är nyfiken på vad jag sagt ting som jag inte skulle ha sagt. I've expressed my emotions in ways in ways that have hurt my wife and my children. Uttryck mina förser på mål som har sårat kona och ungarna mina. And and I've damaged things as as a father who has ideal Christian family, you know. Och jag har ödelagt ting med. For trots at jeg har det bilde av en ideelle kristne familie. And so I'm in need of this message myself. Så jeg trenger dette budskapet selv. And I'm still growing. Og jeg vokser fortsatt. I'm still learning as a very, 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 very imperfect father. Very, very, very imperfect husband. Lærer fortsatt. Men jeg er veldig, veldig, veldig ufullkommen far. Og veldig, veldig, veldig ufullkommen ektemann. I have one wife and five kids. Ja, en kone og fem unger. And, you know, part of this, I mean, part of this is what I'm on my heart to say. Because tomorrow... Is my is my second daughter's birthday? Oh, because that that is special for me, because tomorrow so is my my next next daughter's birthday. Her name is Shekana Glory. No, not Shekana Glory. Actually, her full name is Shekana Glory Virtue. Shekana Glory Virtue. My, I like names. And you cannot. My my wife made me stop at three names. My poor mother stopped at three names. I would have been happy to give ten names. Yeah, can we get three names? Because I got this prophetic revelation years ago about the power of names. For I think the prophets go by the mangoshin of the tiny names. And I have African friends who have like ten names. The Africans give them they have three names. After their favorite uncle, after the family, you know, is that. Uh, somebody Reinhardt, Reinhard, John Lay, and then all these these different names. But anyways, I had to stop at three. Yeah, we have to put it on three. And my um, my daughter, was born at home. With uh, accident. I delivered her. It wasn't meant to happen. She went so quickly. But she came so quickly. And and I was at this. I was. Uh, Saturday night, I was at I was in my church office. Lørdag kveld, jeg var inne på menens kontoret. My wife phones me. It's time to go to the hospital. Kona ringer og sier, jeg må ti og dra til sykehuset. And so this is already our fourth child. Dette var fjerde barn. So I'm getting used to this now. Så jeg er vant til det. So I go home. Den er hjem. And I walk in. My wife cannot be found. Where's Gwen? Gwen, where are you? Kona min, hvor er du? And she's... No sound, you know. Just like no leave the house. Honey, where are you? We're we have to go to the hospital. And 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 I don't I don't want to get into too many details. But basically, the baby was 
on his way. So what did you for full fart? And and I grabbed 911. So I ringed And uh, they walked me through how to deliver a baby. Och så guidade de mig genom hur man skulle förlösa. So, so I'm an expert at that now. Så jag är expert på det nu ja. I'm not really. I can't eat. But um, and that baby was, you know, her name was Shikana Glory. Och hon som var Shikana Glory. And uh, and then then we moved to Ukraine three years later. Tre år senare flyttade vi till Ukraina. And one time I was, we moved to Kiev. We're on a Monday, by the way. For Monday. And we lived in this. We we moved to this old Soviet house, apartments in Kiev. Dirty, dirty old Soviet part. Oh, we had somewhere far gone Soviet life. So I had to go out and um, clean the carpet. So I had to rinse the carpet. When we moved this, right? I, I grabbed this part, this carpet, and went out to the street. The good forgot the lot of. And we were surrounded by these old gray Soviet buildings. Most of them grow Soviet big apartment buildings, like 12, 12 stories high. Twelve etages. And I was beating the carpet. I was still bunked up on the carpet. And and my children were playing behind me. Oh, they were like a bunk. Every once in a while, I would look. Oh, no, that's a story. I'm a bunk. And and I would beat the carpet. There are the kids. I don't know. I beat the carpet again. Bunked up the carpet. Yeah. I turned around and she, and, and Shikana wasn't there. Shikana wasn't there. And I said to the other kids, "Where's Shikana?" So I said to one of them, "Where's Shikana?" We had just moved to um, Ukraine. Maybe yeah, we've been there six six weeks. So I didn't know Russian. Yes, I think we And I'm And we're kind of in the central district. We are in the central district, uh, and and there's like a a territory where. It's just a, it's a small grass area. Well, that territory, a little grass area. And my daughter was completely gone. Oh, that's the most foolish. I'm surrounded by these high-rise Soviet gray apartments. Oh yeah, all me that is like dozens, dozens of them. Have you seen them? Do you see this? And some of you have been to Eastern Europe, so you know that. There are tens of them all over the world. And my daughter is gone. Oh, that's what we are saying. So, what does it feel like? The first step, you know, when you lose a child, when you still born. Well, I know now. Well, it's still that. I know now. Yeah, it's still. And uh, we, for half an hour, we were in absolute terror. Well, in halting, so are we at What happened to Chicago? I said, "Where's Chicago?" All kinds of things go through your mind. Oh, really? As a parent, someone for it. And then you're helpless. You know, I'm new to this culture. I can't even hardly say yes. No, I think see y'all. I don't know. And what had happened is that she'd been playing with a little girl. And the father, that little girl, took his daughter and my daughter up to their apartment. Och så kom far och hämtade sin datter och vår lilla datter upp till lägenheten sen. And so we somehow we found a little ten-year-old boy who kind of pointed us in the right direction. Och på en eller annat sätt fanns en tiåring som pekte oss i riktig riktning. And we had the whole YWAM team. We were in YWAM at the time, looking for this. Vi var många med uppdrag och hela teamen. I mean, we were all in absolute fear and terror. Och vi var så livrädda. And and I and when and when I probably six seven floors. Knocked on the door. Six, seven etages up. Door open. Door open. And here's Shikana. There's Shikana. 
playing with the ping pong ball. Like, give them some ping pong ball back and forth. But I know it's like to know for 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 at least half an hour to to lose a child. And and our heavenly Father wants to to know wants us to know just what what He feels when. Something goes wrong in the family. And he wants us to he wants us to know about his value on our families. Now take chapter four, verse five and six. So we know this. It says in the end days the Lord is going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children to the fathers. So they, so he would so the curse would not be manifested on the earth. You know, when there's in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Look, look, look at the scripture about why God chose Abraham. Genesis 1819. For I've known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Now I want you young people especially to listen. I want you to listen to what this verse is saying. You're saying that here's a father who makes a decision to, to do what he can to raise his kids in the ways of the Lord. Abraham was by no means a perfect father. I mean, he had issues with deception and these kind of things. But, but somehow in his heart as a parent, he had a desire to raise his kids in the ways of the Lord. And, and the Lord says at the end of that verse, so that, so that the Lord will do to Abraham what he has promised. And they bring to pass when he has spoken to him. Because so much of what God does is generational, friends. So much of what God does is generational. And God saw Abraham and Sarah and said, listen, what I'm going to do through you is it's not going to be fully expressed through you. And you know much of the uh, issues that we're looking at today 
were initiated from people from western Ukraine. Och mycket av det som vi ser idag, det kommer också från människor från västukraina. And, and, and because western Ukraine never fully came under the Soviet yoke. För att västukraina kom aldrig helt under det sovjetiska yoket. And so when the communists declared communism in Ukraine, they did it in in Kharkov. Så kommunisterna erklärade kommunismen så gjorde de det i Kharkov i öst. But just a few years before that. Men någon få för det. My great grandfather was in Kharkov. Så var det min oldefar som som var i i eller typ. And he was a really religious guy. He was, you know, nominal. Han var en religiös typ som And 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 he was had he had just an orthodox connection, but he wasn't born again. Orthodox koppling med vakken för på ni. And he walked into a Mennonite camp, a Mennonite colony. Mennonite koloni. German some German Mennonites had come over and, and taught farming techniques. Och tyska Mennoniter hade kommit hit och lärt en landbruksteknik. And he walked into that colony and he got born again. Tycken in den kolonin som var född på ni. And he went back and told his parents. Och så gick det bara fortalt för alla. I found Jesus. Jag har funnit Jesus. Something new is in my heart. And, 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 and I'm going to follow this way. Jag ska följa den där vägen jag vill på. And they said, ah, ah, ah. They said, niet, niet, niet. Nej, 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 niet, 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 niet. We are this. Vi är så. We are Orthodox. Vi är Orthodoxa. You were baptized as a baby. Och du är så unge och så vidare. No, no, no. I found new life in me. Så när du har funnit nytt liv i mig. And they said, this is. You're not going to go this way. Och så nej, du ska inte gå den vägen. And tomorrow. We're going to call the priest. So they call the priest. And he's going to carve the Orthodox cross on the sole of your foot. Och han ska ingravera det ortodoxa korset under foten din. So that you will never leave the faith. Så att du aldrig kommer att förlata tron. That was the superstition. Det var den ordron i det carved up carved into you you never leave the faith. Du ingraverar det in the faith. Du går vandrar tron hela tiden. So that was the idea behind that. Det var det. So my my grandfather you know went to bed that night. So best for me till and he thought about things. The cross being carved into his foot. And he says, "I don't think so." And he's had a little bag. He jumped out the window. And he never went back again. And he went to that German colony. He met a young lady. And they packed their bags and they moved to Western Canada. And there he became a farmer. But he also planted a church. And he 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 um. He pastored that church for 40 years. He pastored it for 40 years. And farmed at the same time. They never paid him a wage. Bad, bad, bad. Very bad, bad, bad. They never paid him a wage. So I am claiming his wages. So I am claiming his wages. I'm not. You laugh. I'm not kidding you. I'm claiming. Because the Lord is just. To all the generations. And and so I'm claiming this way. You you remember when Israel left Egypt? But Israel they forgot Egypt. And they had worked as slaves without wages. Och de hade jobbat som slaver utan lön. In one day they get all the wages for 400 years. På en dag så fick de alla lönningar på över 400 år på en dag. Let's just have a sila moment. A stop. It's time sila. How many can think in your generation of of, of unjust wages? Man kan tänka i en generation på urfärdiga lönningar. Put your hand up right now. Ten second prayer. Lord, we pray. Här är vi be. 
that the unjust payments for the many years that the payments come down to us. At urettfärdiga betalningar som inte har blivit dubbelt är det som kommer till oss. In Jesus name. I Jesu namn. We claim it right now. Vi bara begär det nu. Hallelujah. That's a real, that's a reality, friends. That's not just a funny story. That's a reality. And it's reality about the importance of generations. So my grandfather planted this church. And then my my grandmother and grandfather were 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 also, you know, passed down the faith. And we have many missionaries and preachers down for my, my children are fifth generation ministry people. And just a few hours just a few hours ago I was talking to my um my wife another time on FaceTime. And she told me and my daughter's in Bible school right now in New York. But it's and it's and they had a student meeting. And two of the students in the Bible school got up and confessed that we had just tried to commit suicide. Within the last couple of weeks. And so my daughter copied out the Father Heart love letter. So daughter of me tricked up a good far shell spread. And she went and she gave it to these girls. So gold to see. And she read it to the student body. And she, she, she's reading this. So my, my, now it's five generations. Giving out. Imperfect people. With, with all of the family issues that you've had too. Okay. We're flesh and blood just like you. But, but I want to say, I believe the Father wants to see. Not just that we know him as, know him as our Father. Men jag tror att fadern vill säga att inte vi bara lärde känna han som vår far. But even through the pain of, of what maybe we've been through in our families. Men genom smärtan som kanske vi har genomgått med vår far, vår familj. That we don't we don't lose the importance of the centrality of the family. Att vi inte mister mitt i det viktigheten av det centrala som familjen är. And we don't give up on it. Och att vi inte ger upp hela familjegrejerna. You know there's many there's there, there's many people just giving up on marriage completely. Nu så bara gitt upp det mäktskapet fullständigt. And and I I've met people like they've never seen a good marriage. Ja, men folk har aldrig sett ett lyckligt äktenskap. And and I think it's important friends especially you unmarried before you go into marriage, you understand the seriousness of the marriage covenant. Just take it, just stop for a second. You know, and 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 I thought I knew. Jag trodde jag visste det the sake the seriousness of marriage. But I was 22 years old, staring at my future wife in the library. Men jag var två år och såg min framtidig kone på biblioteket. And twenty-two years old. Två år gammal. I want to marry that boy. You are the state man. Twenty-two years old. Två år gammal. What do I even know? Vad vet jag i det här tatten och sånt? At twenty-two. Så två år i. I'm thinking now. I'm fifty-five. Vad tänker jag när jag är femtio? No. Really? Did I understand that? And I wish I was, would have been a little bit more grounded. Even though I can't everything. Listen, be careful before you get into this. Because, because you know, it's a, it's a, it's a 
under conviction. And, and, and then God and then he wanted to come get right with God. But he needed to get right with God, he would have to confess that he had killed all these people. And he knew what that would mean. But the conviction led him to go to the police. And he confessed and the police in, in Lvov put him in jail and today he is sitting in jail pastoring 40 other murderers and, and my friend had said to me that he talked to him and said Make sure you tell that Amerikanski. He called me an Amerikanski, even though it's Canadian. That that I listened. His words worked. His words worked. And and he said you know, he'll be his life in prison unless there is like a miracle. But he is so happy. He is so happy. One conversation, friends. Don't give up on your children, your wow. grandchildren. Simple words. Listen, regarding our children. You know, I, I, there's this publishing company in the West called Destiny Image. And the publisher there is Don Lori. And, and, uh, he's all, and on the back, it's when, it, when he's talking about who Don Lori is. It says that Don Lori serves the Lord by mentoring his five sons. He also publishes authors and is a Thomas. But, but that so impacted me. This, this is a guy that I've known for you know two, three decades. And his primary identity is not a, not a publisher, West knows destiny. He's a conference speaker. His primary his primary role in life is to mentor his kids. And that's how he's, and that's so affected me. Is to, to mentor his kids, and now I'm sure he's mentoring his grandkids. And you just never know how they're going to turn out. Okay. We, we believe, we trust the Lord. We claim the promise. But but here's the thing: God has God has given those children to us. You know, in, as an evangelical pastor, I've had baby dedications. So evangelist So we don't baptize babies. I, 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 I don't mind if you do that to, to personally. You know, we, we put oil on them. But they have to make a decision. But they But at our at our at our dedication services. It's um, you know, we give the child to God. But give born to give, and it's like, okay, Lord, he's yours now. Oh, I don't want you. But guess you know what happens in that ceremony? It was shared in the, the Lord gives that child back to you. I don't need to borrow the ball. Give it back. 
Because he gave you that challenge first. Han ga dem, det var det først. He didn't give the youth director that child. Han ga ikke ungdomspastoren den unge. He didn't give the Sunday school worker that child. Eller søndagsskolearbeideren det var det. And, and, and I believe in all those ministries. Jeg tror på alle disse tjenester. Det er trengs. But he gave those children to you and me. Men han ga de barna primært til deg. So, so if you're going to make babies. Så hvis du skal få barn. Before you, before you, you start making babies. Før du begynner å lage de barna. Just let you know that a baby might come. Bare jeg bare skal forklare deg. Det kan bli en baby ut av det da. And that baby has a soul. Og den babyen den har en sjel. To me, that's kind of an awesome thought. For me, so it's a truly tanke. So before you make babies, so før du begynner å lage barn, there's going to be this soul appear on the earth. Så kommer denne sjel til å bli på jorda. And so what is going to be the destiny of that soul? Og hva er Guds plan for den sjelen? I mean, it's an awesome thought. Ja, det er en utrolig tanke. It's just an awesome thought. Ja, det er en utrolig tanke. And so, and so, Psalm 127 says that children are a gift of the Lord. 127? Yeah. Psalm 127 They're, they're his reward. They are his belonging. And so the Lord's rewarding Wes. So Wes I, I think, you know, I, I like to talk about what's the first commandment. Jeg liker å snakke om, hva er det første bud? You know, a lot of people say the first commandment is love of God, love of heart, so mind, strength, love of God. Elsker Gud av hele hjertet, hele sjel, og ting. No, the first commandment is to make babies. Nei, det første bud er å la noen unge. God told his people, now, do it when you're married, okay? Men vi gjør dette når du bare, når du er gift, altså. You know, at this day and age, we have to talk about that. Dette må vi jo snakke om, men det er ikke tid, altså. Just kind of remind everybody. You need to be married. Du må være gift, så du gjør det, da. But no matter how that baby comes, is you're responsible for that child. So I do all sorry for the barn. Psalm one twenty seven three verses three to five. Psalm one hundred twenty seven verses three to five. And and this this war, or the krieg, has come upon these little babies. Come or not, over these small barns. Listen, our children face things that I never faced. Våre barn må møte ting som jeg aldrig har møtt. Come on, listen. This generation faces things. I never even thought about facing these things. And so here we are as parents walking with the Lord. And it's like, what's going to happen to these kids? And I'm reminded of the, the, the story in Exodus. Of the plagues and the deliverance from this, from from Egypt. Of plagene og utfrielsen fra Egypt. And in uh, you know most of our thinking, we we know there's ten plagues and then Israel left. Also, we know that there's ten plagues and so drew Israel out. Well, that's actually not the full story. Det er ikke hele historien. You know, ten plagues. Ten plagene. And, and then Satan and then Pharaoh said, "Okay, go and pray." So said Pharaoh, "Okay, what can we do?" First and foremost, everything. He 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 let. He said to Moses, "Go ahead, you're free." Now. Så til Moses, dra, nå er du fri. After the seventh plague, etter den sjuende plagen. We did so last time we forget that. We can remember that. Go ahead, go worship God. These seven plagues have been hard enough. These seven plagues have been hard enough. You can go now. And then he said, uh, "Oh, by the way, who's going?" Men du, hvem er det som skal dra? Who's going to go with you? And I want you to see this. Let us forget this in the, the story of the Exodus. Exodus chapter 10. I read by Genesis, Exodus chapter 10. 
him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that the Egypt is destroyed? Da sa Faraos tjenere til ham, Hvor lenge skal denne mannen være snare for oss? La mennene fare, så de kan tjene herre sin Gud. Ser du enda ikke at Egypt blir rødlagt? And in verse 8, So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones who better are going? Så ble Moses og Aaron hentet tilbake til Pharaoh, og sa til å gå av sted til en herre deres Gud. Men hvem er det som skal dra? Now just stop and think about that. Pharaoh basically said, "You can go now. This is sorry, I said the seventh plague was the eighth plague." And Moses said, "We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord." Moses sa til Gud, «Fare alle, både unge og gamle, både våre sønner og våre døtter, vil vi ha med både vår småfie og vår storfie, for vi skal ha høytid på Herren.» Så Moses var sagt, «We're all gone.» Og grunnleggende så sa Moses, «Vi skal dra hele vårt.» «And we're bringing our kids with us.» Og vi tar oss barna med. «That was very right, we're going to bring our kids.» Og vi gjetter det, så vi tar med barna med. «And then Pharaoh said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you and your little ones go.» Da sa han til dem, «Herre, være med dere så visst som jeg lar dere og dere småbarn reise.» Ok, friends, I just want to, I just need to share my heart, ok? Det er bare dere hjertet mitt her. I know that even thinking about this, this can be painful. I don't think, but the first part of the group. Alright, ok? About our children, maybe our grandchildren. Om våre barn og barnebarn. Alright, just the whole family issue. Hele familiesaken som vi snakker om. Nevertheless, Men, this is this is the this is the purpose of God. for us. For us. Pharaoh said, and Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Pharaoh saw. Pharaoh He said, the Lord had better be with you. In other words, in order to bring our kids with us. We really need the Lord. We really. Even Pharaoh knew that. Maybe Stephano said, "He said Yahweh really better. This Yahweh who does these plagues, man, he really better be with you." Also, Satan, Yahweh, some stole my daughter's flag. He said, "Best that I'm with you." Because I'm not going to let that generation go. For that generation, I'm not going to let that generation go. Get off the track, generation. But Moses held for the next generation. Moses held for God. Stilling og holdt ut for den neste generasjonen. We're not going without our kids. Altså, vi drar ikke ut noen av noen. We're not going without our kids. Nei, vi drar ikke ut noen. I'm going to fight for my kids. Jeg skal kjempe for ungene mine. As an imperfect father, you can make many mistakes. Ufullkommen far, du har gjort mange feil. And my kids have been mad at me, and I've had to apologize. Ungene mine har vært sittet på meg, jeg har måttet be om en skyldning. And I thought I was doing right, and I did wrong. The truth, they were the right, so what if I? They have flesh and blood, just like your kids have flesh and blood. So you accept them, you accept them, you accept them. But I'm not going to stop fighting for my kids. But I'm not going to stop and also accept them. But I'm not. Nehemiah four fourteen. Nehemiah chapter four verse fourteen. Peter two. Fight for your your wives, your sons, your daughters, your houses. Kjemp for deres fields, hustruer og deres sønner og døtre og markene deres og husene deres. Look at that scripture. Fight for them. Kjemp for dem. Don't give up on them. Ikke gi opp dem. Don't give up on 
This is central to the heart of God. That our hearts be turned one to another. So much faces are these these kids in this generation. So many møter disse barna i denne generasjonen. In 1993, I had a very very vivid dream. I 93 så hadde jeg så tydelig drøm. There's a monster chasing me. Det var et monster som løp etter meg. Og jeg kunne ikke løpe. Det er klart. Jeg løp og løp og løp. Og dette monsteret ble større og større og kom nærmere og nærmere. Og til slutt så var jeg utslutt. Og jeg bare sto ansiktet av meg. Og monsteret sto helt foran meg. Og så ble det til en stor a huge screen. That was before, you know, that emails were common, that PCs were common, all these screens we have all the time. And this, this thing that's attacking our generation through screens. We've all, we've all fallen. We've all fallen. Så noen ganger så er det det at det blir vokter i himmelen. 
Not controls every step. But but hovering. You're, you're there, you're present. As much as you can be with the lifestyles in the West. Spreading out his wings. Taking them up. Carrying them on his on his wings. So the Lord alone led him. Listen, eagle parents, you have you want to take them up. You may think, oh, your dad was so strict, he made you go to church and not playing baseball. Well, when I was 12 years old, I was reading the Bible in, in a church over the public with 400 people there. Men när jag var 12 så stod jag på talarstolen och läste i bibeln med 400 människor till stede. I was scared stiff. Jag var så livrädd. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be playing baseball. Jag ville inte vara där. Jag ville spela baseball. Ja. My my father took me up. Min far min bara tog mig upp. I paid my kids to memorize the Bible. Jag betalade dem för att de ska lära sig bibeln. Var inte längre. I give 50 bucks, 75 bucks. I do anything to get the word in them. Jag gav dem pengar. Jag gjorde allt för att de skulle få Guds ord i sig. I wanted them to get it to, to go up. Jag ville att de skulle få det så de kunde lyfta upp. There's different seasons in parents' lives. I like these steps. When they're young, we, that is parents, we decide. You know, parents need to make decisions. On behalf of small children. You know, it's not this idea, well, just let them choose. You need to make good decisions for them. Then another stage is we talk and we we talk together. But mom and dad still decide. <laughs> we still decide. And then it comes to, to a stage we talk about it. Now you decide. And then the fourth stage is. And there's just ways to be. They decide. You know the enemy tries to draw lines in our culture. With the parents. Like here's here's the education line. Parents, don't don't come across that line. Into the education. In the utdanning. That's the that's the enemy's realm. We'll teach them evolution. We'll teach them immorality. We'll teach them there is no morality. We'll teach them there's no boy, there's no girl. Stay on the side, your side of the line. Hold that tobacco. The, the enemy wants you not to cross that line. Social events. Social events. The enemy doesn't want parents over that line. No, we, we can do what we want. No, we can do what we want. And there's, some, there's different lines that, that the enemy doesn't want you to come across. Parents, 
not to be in the spirit of the age. They need to be willing to cross those lines. In that education, where did you, where did you learn today in school? What did you learn today in school? Let's talk about history. How did we come to this place? Let's talk about science, creation, evolution. See, the enemy is saying, oh no, no, we know better. Social media knows better. Social media knows better. The system knows better. The state knows better. Don't cross that line. Parents, cross the line. Go over that line. Go over that line. Don't be intimidated. I told you I was raised in New York. 
When I was 14, everybody had long hair. When I was 14, everybody had long hair. I mean, both the guys had long hair. Good thoughts. I wouldn't have had long hair. Yeah, I would also that. My dad didn't want me to have long hair. And they would keep up on. So he comes to me one day, gives me five bucks. Then I come to me, give me five dollars. Says, Dan, go go to the barber, get some, go get a haircut. Also, son, Dan, go to frisör, also we clip it up. I didn't want to go to the barber, but they would look at me. I wanted my long, my long hair. Well, how long would it? Yeah. So what can I do here? Dad goes out to work. Papa go to work. So I got an idea. I went and bought the, the barber's grease, you know, the oil. Yeah, I shipped us all that. Back in the early 70s. Oh, yeah, all that. Gel. Box. And uh, I cut my bangs. I cut my bangs, the front. Yeah, yeah, I cut up all the lugget. And I, I, I just sealed the rest of my hair with this oil. And I'm trying to make it just as tight as possible. So stramt som möjligt. So so I could you know so it looked like I'd been to the bar. So so som hade varit på prisen. And I shook and waited for my dad to come home. Also riste här var så det. So my dad comes home. Du kom pappa igen. Looks at me. Pepp på mig. Did you go to the bar? Har du varit hos frisörs? I looked at my dad. It was the first time. First time in my life. That I stared him in the eye and just lied right to him. So that's all that in the old days that it's of Elsie. Of course you did. Did you see all this grease? See it? All the hair looks. Okay. Form is open. And he, you sure you went? Sick about the eggs? Yeah. Yeah. And he walked away. On the boat. And you know, there, there had been. I won't get into all the stories. Since I was a child, I knew there was a call upon my life. Well, the shonda worked the same day. I was a young guy, so I knew that God called me to preach, to evangelize. To evangelize instead. But I started at 14 to start lying to my dad. Men som 14 började jag ljuga för far. And I won't get into all the stories. Jag vet inte alla de stora. My life became defiled. Men livet mitt blev vanhelligt. As I was moving out of sonship. I almost drowned when I was 16. I was going down. My, my friend picked me up. These army guys almost killed us. All kinds of stories. Accidents, motorcycle And, and, uh, see, I, I had an inheritance. But because I wasn't in in the spirit of sonship, I almost got killed. And and God's plan, or God's plan, for my inheritance was almost lost. For me, until the Lord gave me a dream. When I was about 19 years old, and He showed my parents crying. On this, that my parents cried. And, and they were. I knew it instinctively they were crying because of me. Instinctively, so we started growing for the night. And I woke up from that dream crying. Jag vaknade från den drömmen gråten också. And I wrote a letter to my parents. Jag skrev ett brev till mina föräldrar. And the next time I saw them, Nästa I confessed and I started. I paid back the money I stole. We talked the pengar jag bestämde. We went down the whole line. Och vi gick genom hela gränsen. Now listen. Before that dream. 
Så skulle jeg bli rik i British Columbia i treindustrien. There's all kinds of money to be made. Der kan du skal gjøre penger av det. I Vestkamala. Med, med tømmer. When I came back into sunshine, I had with my mom and dad. I got a call. So Dan, Dan, we're having a Bible camp. We have a Bible camp. Would you come and be a counselor? Can you come and be a We'll pay you fifty dollars a week. Du skal få for det. For the summer. I summer. And I said sure. So yeah, And I What did I just do? Also, Because I was planning on making like 10,000 bucks a week. And now I'm making $50 a week. But I went and I started teaching. Myself just barely kind of out of what I had been in. And I've been teaching people ever since. Hallelujah. That's been my that's my inheritance. Yeah, I'll me. And I'll never stop it. Like all of it, stop it. But it came in the context of family. There's a couple of things that have to happen. We need to do our part in any level of family relationship to to be peacemakers. We must do our part in that and that which is required to be peacemakers. To the best of our ability. Det beste vi får til. It always, it won't always work. That's just the best. Det vil fungere. Det er bare the best of our ability. Men det beste vi klarer. We need to do what we can do. Så trenger vi å gjøre det vi kan. That's number one. Det er nummer et. But I'm going to close with number six. Skal jeg avslutte med det? Please turn to Psalm 27.10. Psalm 27.10. Listen. Here's your inheritance. Er det alle med? Your mom and dad may not have been Christians. Jeg kan si ikke hvordan faren var kristen en gang. Maybe not have given you the... The background that I have. Psalm 27:10. Where my father and mother forsook me. There the Lord will take care of me. You know what that verse is saying? The gap. Gap. In, but between the ideal mom and dad that you thought you should have that gap and we all have ideals God fills that gap he's your father and he's your mother Isaiah 66.13 as a mother comforts her children so I will comfort you And the promise is how God will be a father to us. You have an inheritance in the family of God. In the family of God. Each one of us has inheritance. You, you, you may come from, we come in our world with, with, from dysfunctional families. Do what you can do, friends. Men gjør hva du kan gjøre. To make it right in your family relationships. But then we're going to call upon the Lord. Men så skal vi kalle på Herren. To fill that place. Til å fylle opp den plassen. And he comes in. Og så kommer han inn. In 
in demonstrated ways. Podemos ter de modo. Demonstrated ways. Podemos ter de modo. It's not just philosophy or theology. Claro, filosofia ou teologia. We need the hug of a father. We train a papa creme. We need the reality, the family of God, in the in this in a body like this. Vi trenger virkeligheten av 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 dette her i en kroppsmodell. This idea that we don't need the church anymore is just baloney. Den ideen at vi trenger ikke mer det lenger er bare sur. You know, we'll go to Starbucks Sunday morning. Gå på Starbucks på søndag formiddag. Det det er det liksom. I know if that's here in Norway. Du har Starbucks. You need the body. Nei, du trenger ikke kroppen. You need the family of God. Du trenger ikke familie. Don't be deceived. Ikke bli forført. Because in the body of Christ. For i Kristi kropp. You're going to find that father and that mother care. Vil du finne den mamma og pappa In our failures and in our sins and our mistakes, we become and we're honest with you. You, you create second chances. I'm just asking you, Lord, that you bring a healing grace to every family represented here. Lord, I pray that you would baptize this congregation with the Spirit of the Father. Every church represented here. And I prophesy over you that where your father and mother forsook you, that is, they did not ideally provide 
education, money, counsel, whatever. I'm declaring to you tonight. In the authority of the Lord. The Father is going to take that is going to fill that gap. Far skal fylle det gapet for deg. He is going to fill that gap. Og skal fylle det gapet. The Lord says, I will be a husband to you. Herre sier, jeg skal være en ekte mann for deg. You who were rejected in your youth. Du som ble forkastet i din ungdom. Some ladies here, you were rejected in your youth. Noen damer her, du ble forkastet i din ungdom. You were betrayed. Du ble forrått. You gave your heart to somebody. Du ga hjertet ditt til noen, du. And you were shocked for rejection. Så ble du sjokkert av den forkastelsen. You were shocked by things falling apart. Du ble sjokkert av det som bare falt i sammen. I pour the oil of God into that. Hele Guds olje inn i det. And I declare to you. Og jeg klarer til deg. The Lord promised he will be a husband to you. Come Holy Spirit. Come Be real to us. Be real to us. Lord I pray sovereignly you would put young ladies, young men together to build godly families. I know there's young people here with this question before the Lord. And it's, and it's, it's the, the second most important question. And we put that before. And I ask that you Bring godly marriages, Lord. Friendships, first of all. Here's my, here's my advice to you. Young people who aren't married yet. Here's my advice. First become friends. That's, that's, maybe somebody else would say something else. That's up to them. But I'm saying, I have a microphone. And so my advice to you is first become friends. You know, I've even seen very, very, very spiritual young people try to be so spiritual and, and build a marriage on this, this super spirituality. And they don't have a soulish connection. They don't have a friendship connection. And, and that super spirituality doesn't last long. Because they're not friends. Because they haven't had a soulish connection. Vi har ikke en skjelisk kontakt. And it says, uh, there's, there's two Hebrew words for fine. 
Det er to skole for å finne. And one of them et av dem, is, is to, you know, you, you have a goal and you're searching everywhere. You want to like it over on the chair, under the door, is it that door? Is I, it that I, door? I, I, door? I, I'm going to search and search until I find it. Like, 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 That's not the Hebrew word. That's not the Hebrew word. It's from Proverbs 18:22. Som står der i ordbøkene 18:22. Interesting. The Hebrew word is this. You're, you're on a clear path. Du er på en klar vei. And you're, you're in a direction. Du er i en retning. And you're going towards a target. Du går mot et mål. And along that path. Underveis, as you are steadfast on the path. Når du holder fast all of a sudden. Mål, 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 mål,